should we should we stop and tell people what the point of this one actually is before we do? Do we ever have a point, really, Graham? <laughs> well, no. There's an idea of of, of um, what to expect or probably be prepared. Oh, since since you're playing this game, I'm also going to rename you so that we actually have your name. And while we're doing that, would you like to introduce who you actually are, Graham, for the people listening uh, yes, in the future <laughs> on the podcast? So if, you, if, if those of you uh, who don't know uh, Graham Bishop, I um, I'm I'm the the man behind Taranaki Long Range Shooting, the main one anyway. And um, yeah, I do online stuff like Kerry. I do events. So I make videos. We're going. We're we using last names now. So Kerry Adams. <coughs> well, I don't know. You dropped your yeah. last name, and I, but you know, somehow, it's yeah, fine, Mister Bishop. <laughs> Mister Bishop. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Cool. Yes. So I figure you're a good one because you've got. Um, I don't know if it's you. You'll be the next. Eight. Is yours the next shoot in the North Island, or was it uh, Takaroa? I don't know. Takaroa. is going to be next to twenty two. You'll be the next centre fire. I'm assuming. North yeah, Island, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Um, yeah, and I figured there'd be. You know, if, if anyone's going to be giving some tips of how to prepare for your first shoot, the guy holding the next one's probably a good. Uh, good point. Yeah. Look at that. Maybe. <laughs> what I've got a I've got a specific question for you at some point anyway, very clearly for the match director. Um Carl's just said he's keen to get up to a TLRS comp. So yes, Carl, you'll just have to, I don't know, the button mash refreshing on the um Facebook messages, I think will be the probably the top tip for people. But yeah, oh, tonight to I thought <clears throat> try to get a spot. But that's how it is. Um, yeah, we can go over that later. It's not a problem. We can, yeah. It would be good look, to explain I'll, to some people how to get a spot. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, gentlemen, as as Graham said, I thought we'd cover off some basics of um, you know I. Every time I do, if you don't know already, I'm one of the instructors for the Mountain Safety Council doing the firearms licensing courses. So I have groups of new licensee applicants coming through and I always try to hammer home to anybody applying for a license these days that um, shooting, hunting, whatever it is that you're actually into gun-wise, getting into some form of shooting competition, be it actually field shooting, which is sort of, I guess, our discipline or um f class or deerstalker 4p or i don't care 22 pistol or anything but getting into some shooting competition is quite good and and i think immensely helpful for developing good firearms handling skills and safety skills and just familiarity with the firearms that you may be using in a, a hunting situation um and then i also point out to people that this developing um community of field shooting comps and stuff like that are just directly applicable to most hunting stuff because that's why a lot of the guys or how the guys are intentionally putting this stuff together and we both know simon um, from gillis practical has always sort of pushed that idea as you know is it practical is it is it applicable to a hunting side of things so um but still get feedback and we've kind of covered this off before we still get people going oh i'm Maybe scared's too strong a word, but I'm worried or nervous or I'm not sure about going to a comp or what do I need to do or what happens at a comp. Or So I thought it was a good, another good one to um, cover off, really. So Yeah, I think so. So um, <clears throat> for the sake of, of really starting at the front, so we're, we're generally talking to terminology, right? The easy, which we both love, is the easy way is to say a PRS event or – well, people still say PRS events, but more correctly, we're doing, I guess, 
field shooting, practical field shooting is, is yep. more the correct term for what you see most of in New Zealand. Um, field shooting because we are generally shooting in fields or paddocks or farm areas or we're not on the square flat ranges you may see for a lot of other shooting comps. Um, and to varying degrees, we're using natural obstacles or we're trying to use stuff that sort of represents something you might come across in the field, field meaning hunting side of things. Fair? Good? Fair, yep. Yep, okay. So um, structure-wise, uh, so a competition, you normally, what will happen is you'll be You'll turn up, you're going to be with, put with a group of people and normally as a group you're going to travel around from position to position. Each position has a, has a designated shooting point or shooting points and designated targets and at each point you're going to read a brief which will tell you what you're going to shoot from where and how and all those details and then you're each going to take turns through and go and do it. And different mm -hmm. comps have different amounts of these stages. Uh, what's your next one coming up? How many stages you got? Uh, Eight stages. Eight stages, okay. And generally, you're aiming for it to, what, start 9, 10, finish about 2, nine, roughly? 9 a.m. Oh, yep. Probably probably be finishing up around. I'd like to finish at 2, but it'll probably be more around 4, four o'clock. Yeah, um, aim, aim for 2, hit 4. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the, the quicker, the better, as odd as that sounds. Um, <laughs> you don't want a really long, drawn-out day. Well, I was talking to somebody recently, and those last stages, the reality is you are getting tired both physically and mentally normally and you know once it's looking at three or four it's it's been a long day you know yeah especially in trying weather it can be, um, very true if you're wet you also <laughs> get the grumbles going on yeah um so so yeah so that that's sort of the general format of it distances uh how hard they are sort of change but uh, often the shoots are what i suppose we up here we would we would normally call the field shoot a medium range. And are you doing yep. a long range night, a Friday night before again on it? Go on, no, sorry. Nah, just, no, okay, just right. the, the evenings aren't long enough. Um, True. That'd be a night shoot, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and just um, that's a summer thing for us. It's all good. It's all good. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, so medium range being what? What's your average? Four? Uh, yeah, four? probably. Uh, explain it. So... <clears throat> Maximum is going to be like round seven, probably a little bit under seven at this event. It's not a particularly, not as long range as our, our, our main event in February. Um, but yeah, probably between that three and 500 band will be the majority of your, your targets in like the open and the practical class. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, again, flavor of the shoot, which is down to the shooting organizer and, and location. Geography obviously plays a big bit, depending if I, you know, boys down south tend to shoot further because they seem to have a lot more space sometimes down there. Mm. Um, yep. But they're not, for, for at least for what we're doing or for the, for the shoots that we're normally doing, it's not like you're stepping up and shooting constantly over a kilometer. Um, for every single shot. So, um, but three, four hundred meters, to be fair, for a lot of people, is actually still quite a long way if you've never shot it before. <laughs> yeah. And, and you can have a match that only goes out to 500 meters and doesn't bother me if it goes 500 or 800 or 1,000. It's still going to be fun as long as it's set up properly. Um, Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think the day it's dangerous for guys who then who have been shooting who feel they've been shooting further, you know, and then it's oh, it's four or five hundred meters. Oh, a piece of piss, we can do that. It's like mm, really okay. So um, <laughs> reality, reality can be a bit harsh. Sometimes <laughs> reality kicks in real <laughs> quick. 
Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, I, I think a shoot can be, uh, competition can be humbling in a good way because it also gives you a very um, true representation of your skills um, separate yeah. from hazy memories and, and excitement and all these other things. It's just like... 100%. 100%. Yeah. Because if you should, you might learn long range from some friends or something or the basics of it and it's pretty easy to push out to a thousand meters nowadays with modern factory ammunition and scopes and everything um but you might not remember that it may have taken you 10 hits or 15 hits or 20 hits to get on and get your dope in and the wind and the decay and you don't have that in a competition you've sort of got um a handful of shots so um yeah it can humble you a little bit if you I guess one thing would be maybe to, if, if it's your first or, or one of your early events, don't come in with huge expectations in your results. Um, you might do well, for sure, but um, come in prepared to learn. Maybe Not necessarily learn, but um, we'll learn. But learn where you're lacking, maybe. I think the first shoot you want to go in and see where you place and from there on there you've got a great marker to improve on as well it's like yeah. you know that's the, that's the thing and do some people do come through haven't necessarily competed but have genuinely shot for quite a while and shot well and shot with intention and do very well and other guys um, don't basically because they suddenly realise yeah okay it's not just that one shot I've got to do it 80 times on demand is the other bit yeah. probably as well so mm. um so, I mean, for for guys coming to a shoot, I mean, there's obviously there's 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 different groups. There's guys who have shot a few now. There's guys who've probably shot one or two of them. Guys who maybe have shot at a range before, but have never come to a field shoot or anything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, can I can I turn up with my hunting rifle? You know, I think it's zeroed well enough. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah, no. So the I guess obviously <laughs> the, these the leading back. leading question, obviously. Yeah. No. No. And I love these questions. The, the, so obviously I've I've mimicked a lot of what GPRE does and yeah. the initial um, idea behind that was getting better with your hunting rifle and being able to compete with your hunting rifle and we've it's, it, a lot of the open and the practical class has moved to uh, purpose built or purpose assembled um, precision rifles now <clears throat> chasing the game you know and, and it's just the way a lot of things gone but you could still come and compete um like I recommend competing in the hunter class to begin with in our events. So there is a little bit shorter distance, smaller around count by a bit and not as harsh at times. Um, but you turn up with your Tika 308 or whatever and um, a basic understanding of your optic, be it a VX5 or a VX1 with a um, BDC reticle because obviously you have to shoot a little bit of distance. And you're going to have fun or at least – I think I think you'll have fun. Most people come and have fun as long as they're um got sunblock or a raincoat or something to deal with the elements. Um, I th- yeah, you can turn up with your basic rig. That's that's the idea, and <clears throat> especially in hunter class, you do not need a um, flash hairy setup for hunter class. That's for sure. Look, I, I, again, I remind people as well. Even if you put the whole competitive side away, you know, like okay, I'm going to turn up. I'm, it's my first shoot. Let's not even think about where I score. How is it going to do? You know, whatever it is, turn up with whatever you have. The mm. quickest way to figure out what you need is to go to an event and watch the other guys talk to the other guys, and and you'll suss it out. You can spend ten years on the internet researching everything and not doing a shoot, 
and you'll probably learn more in one shoot than you will a whole lot of reading in forums. Yeah. Um, one thing I was thinking, and I was just thinking, I was thinking about my answer to this as well, because the other thing that happens as well, I'm aware, is we must have, I've never really spoken to someone, but I'm assuming it is going to be happening, is people turning up who have never shot their gun further than 100 metres. So yep. their data is theoretical. Hopefully get to the range. I always encourage, you know, guys get to the range. You should all have a good <coughs> solid zero on your guns. I think that's part of ethical shooting, hunting, whatever you want to call it. But the reality is, yeah, maybe, maybe like at the deer stalkers in Auckland here, they occasionally have a 200 meter uh, day where you can shoot 200. But for most people, they've never shot three, four, five. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I guess at what level do you think people need to be aware of their ballistics? I mean, I would, I guess at one scale, I, I would hope no one turns up having absolutely no idea and just aiming a couple of <clears throat> metres above a target and hoping for the best. I, I would hope, well, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about this yeah. this afternoon. I'm like, well, maybe maybe there are. that They just genuinely don't know. Yeah, we Potentially have, too nervous to ask. Yeah, we have um, actually uh, how we work out our backstops, the counts for a lot of that in case it does happen, but. I'm aware, um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the zero thing is <clears throat> is paramount and, and, and like reasonably accurate ammo. Don't, don't worry about shooting tiny, tiny groups. That's just stupid. It wasn't, it's not stupid, but it's just unnecessary, yeah. especially for the best event. Um, a good zero. Um, and <laughs> to be honest, <clears throat> if you're coming in your first events to Hunter class, hypothetical app-based data if you've got a rough reading on your velocity, will we'll actually be good enough for 400 metres. Yeah. If, yeah, it, it's not, it might be an inch higher, an inch lower at 400 metres. In, in reality, if your velocity is out of your, your BC, is out of something stupid, that doesn't matter. You're still going to be on target. If you're missing target, it's because of what you're doing. If, so like, if you well, got I was, I was thinking even a, even a simpler part of that as well is that for people who are maybe not confident using a ballistic calculator, not confident with the the data. Your hair looks fine, Graham. It's fine. It's, yeah, no. Do you like the cow look? <laughs> I had to get mine. I'll get a haircut tomorrow, incidentally. I should have done yeah, I might get one too because I'm not working there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, for guys who aren't comfortable with, like, what a ballistic calculator, have a fantastic spit twist. <laughs> um you know, have a read up online, get some information and everything. And if you're, you know, do do some work, try and do something. But also, I mean, if you find yourself, for example, squatted with me, turn around and ask. And I'll be happily to compare you with what I've got to at least go, yeah, you're in the right realm. It's like you just said, you might be high or low, but we know we're going to be good. And, and you'll find probably often a lot of squads, you don't normally have a squad completely with complete and utter newbies. You know, yes. I think there's a little bit of thought put into how people are put through, and there'll normally be someone around in a squad who's got enough of an idea and is generally going to be helpful to go, all right, you know, they may not, they're not going to sit there and coach you and give you data solution for everything, but they'll at least quickly check and go, yeah, you're going to be in, in the realm of, of, you know, it's going to make sense. You're not going to be sending something over the horizon. Um, yeah, 100%. 100%. So there will be like, Going into how we build squads too much, but there is a lot of thought and effort put into uh, experienced shooters, but also shooters who can help the squad move quickly. Um, but yep. yeah, but like like Kira's saying, um, if, yeah, same thing. You squatted with me. You're like, oh, I'm shooting a seven or eight, shooting brand X. 
well, I can go, okay, I can just build your program in like two minutes on my computer, on my, my phone. You're like, <clears throat> Stratlock's got a full bullet library. Oh, yeah, what scope yeah. you got? Oh, here's your BDC. It's on here. And I can really quickly, because we've done it a lot, make you a, a rough enough set of data that will work out to those distances. Like 400 is not a – your data does not no. have to be. Well, and, and even just in the comments – I'm hoping I'm pronouncing your name right. Even, even, I, I, I'm, even. yeah. Um, but 200 meter walking zero, or point blank zero, point blank range, whatever you want to call it as well. Um, 300 meters, you're aiming top of plate, and yeah, 90 percent of targets for a hunter class, you're probably on as well. Yeah, no, he's, um, he's not wrong, man. It's a big advantage in Simon's uh, hunter shoots to run a 200 meter zero. Even just click yeah. it round to it because it's tight times maybe, and you just yeah, like you said, you just. <laughs> and and a good again that good thing of yes open class or yes practical class you get to see all the big toys and all the fancy stuff and maybe for your very first shooter if you haven't shot out to distance don't shoot a don't look for a a competition or a class where you might have 800 1000 meter targets step your way up if you've never shot that far before there's a difference between 400 meters and a thousand you know there there really oh, yeah. is um, um we've I was going to say, if guys have time, they will get you there. And that's where sometimes you'll th- see these things nights before on some events where they've got a long range. Even if you don't have a rig for it, turn up and you'll learn so much just listening and watching these guys who are now starting to push further and further because they've probably done the shorter stuff and are now working their way out as well. So, you know, just go suck. I mean, this is why why I got into so much of this because I just love sucking all this information in it's just it's <clears throat> if you're like me and love to learn stuff it's awesome because guys generally do want to kind of share that knowledge yep i'm sure some of it's bullshit but some of it most of it's good you know i wouldn't listen to much <laughs> and, and also you, if, if you turn up and you and you um uh you take information well and you're polite people aren't going to be like oh this guy sucks they're not going to be dickheads about it. They're going to be like, yeah, look, cool. Let's get you on target. You know, let's get you that hit at 400 meters. Let's, yeah. let's aim for 30% hits of the day. It doesn't sound like much, but it's not going to be bad in your first shoot. You know, um, yeah. I, I can, I can tell you what it's, that's completely different from the person who turns up and either through arrogance or nervousness decides to take on the persona of knowing better than anyone. Um, you know, the the person who's coming and going, hey, I know this, and how about this? How about this? It's going to be a lot more welcoming than the guy who just rocks up and, yeah, you know, puts on this bravado that he doesn't need any help because shit, I needed help when I started. There's no no secret about that. And still now and then, there's questions. I've got to hit guys up and go, dude, what's what the hell's going on here? What and was what was your first event that you competed in? First event that I competed in was uh, Kaipara. So it's Christian. And um, what actually, for me, what happened, and, and Christian, when he was doing those shoots, because I'd come from completely outside of the scene and didn't really know anybody or anything, I almost had like an hour-long interview on the phone with him. And in hindsight, he was sussing me out to see whether I was, you know, somebody who wanted along to these shoots because they were semi-invitational. They weren't public. There wasn't, there wasn't Facebook as we events as we know it. So... I had a good chat to him and I actually, I went out, I think the first one I went out and photographed and videoed rather than shot, I think. Yeah. And went out beforehand and he took me out to shoot a little bit beforehand because I hadn't done anything that long and a distance. I was like, okay. And uh, yeah, I think I filmed the first one and then shot the next one. I think that's how it worked by memory. Yeah. And you um, shot your 308 at the first one? Yeah. 
Yeah, I was. So I had a, it would have been my 308, which was originally a 308, a Remington 308 SPS uh, tactical, because that's, I was reading online and I needed a 308 and a Remington 700 tactical sounded like the go. And I think I'd put it, I'd put it into my um, XLR chassis at that point. Um, I think I was reloading for it. I think I was reloading for it. Um, but early days, man, I had some really big cock-ups where I just didn't know where I was dialing up down sideways. And and yeah. and thankfully, with much thanks, much thanks to the the guys that um, Christian spent a couple of hours with me here and there and just got me pointed in the right direction, basically. And once I was kind of pointed in the right direction, I was off. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think having that. Um, but if you're lucky enough to have a, um, <clears throat> well, Christian's obviously very knowledgeable, but a, a mentor who is uh, who's still willing to help you, but um, give you good information from the start, it mm. can save you a um, years worth of headaches and and uh, wasted money and um, poor decisions when it comes to what you buy or how you execute uh, the, the shooting with that firearm. But well. Look, I, I mean, I'm, I, and I'll be doing more of it soon, probably because I'll be going back working during the week. So I'll be out going to the ranges. You know, I went to the North Auckland Deer Stalkers, which I haven't been out to for ages. But a couple of guys recognised me, asked me a few questions, mm-hmm. and then also because the thing is, I don't rock up and hold a big sign up. Well, actually, I do. I suppose my truck's got sign writing all over it, but I don't generally hold a sign up telling people who I am. But so I, I often stand back and listen to some of the advice that's being dished out by people on some of these shooting ranges. And actually, North Auckland was quite good because I did know most of people. But I, I have heard some pretty hokey advice given occasionally as well from people who are definitely saying it like they're an authority. And it's like, yeah. really? Okay, that's cool. So I don't know, man. Brain of salt, listen to a few different people, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, it can. It, yeah, that's the thing, though. Like, <clears throat> if if you're new to it, it's um, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, you so, take it as gospel, don't you? And yeah, um, yeah. I, I, look, I put it if, if you're shooting at three, four hundred meters, and the guy immediately starts wanking on about spin drift and Coriolis and allowing for temperature shifts in your ammo and everything, they're compensating for something. <laughs> yeah, spin drift. <laughs> Well, and and hey, we all probably do it, and then we all get through the other side of it and go, okay, it's yeah, they're all kind of cool things, but it's probably not the biggest issues at the you know. That's, so. that's I think that's a good hint, a tip for people is forget about spin drift. Forget <laughs> <about> it. <laughs> just forget about it. One day it'll matter, but it don't matter for you now. Just don't even frick. I think there's an obsession with trying to get into long range and sound smart, like. Man, I'm working out where this tiny little, like the end of a pencil, is going to be traveling through the air, and I'm going to land it within like this predetermined area. And I've got to, I've got to do, you like say, Coriolis, and I've got the temperature and the wind angle and the wind speed. And oh man, I'm pretty onto it with, uh, with trigonometry. It's like you got a fucking computer on your palm, it's doing night oh. jobs. <laughs> Again, it's 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 and it's something we can control. So people, yeah. men, whatever it is, if it's something that we can feel that we can control and get down to the nth degree, then we're gonna a lot of people are gonna do it. Because <laughs> what it means that I don't have to do is actually practice their shooting. That's always the tricky yeah. bit. I can I can engineer it out or I can, you know, gear it out or anything like that. So um 
Anyway, so yeah, but look, anyway, to the point we were saying is, you know, if you turn up for these hunter comps and stuff, no, you don't need to have been shooting out to a thousand and have no. verified data and have a Kestrel running and all this stuff. Um, because within reason, um, you know, guys will be able to get you on and get you shooting pretty quickly, you know. Don't don't turn up with five different boxes of ammo, just something no. I thought about off the top of my head. It's like um mm-hmm. You know, I was setting a rifle up for somebody today. Well, sorry, we'll be on the weekend. And I was asking about the ammo, you know. So you, you, you've included a box of ammo with your gun, mate. Is that what you normally shoot with it? No. <laughs> okay, like so I'm, I'm setting the gun and scope and doing the ballistics up. I need to do it for the ammo you normally shoot because they're, oh, they're going to be different. Yeah, they are. And it's a scale of things again. But, you know, swapping between two different types of ammunition mid-comp is not going to be easy. So don't just pile all the ammo you have, box of this, box of this, box. Oh, crap, I need 80 rounds. You need 80 to 100 rounds, whatever the round count is, of some ammo that is what the gun is zeroed for. You know, there's your your bare minimum, surely. Yeah, 100%. I've even to the point where I've had um, people I kick around with um, take different hand loads. Like forty of this, and hey Blair, and and forty of another type of load, and um, you know, oh, these ones are for past four hundred, and these ones are for under, and it's just a a ball <laughs> ache trying to transfer data between. <clears throat> yeah, unless I mean, obviously, with the current shortage in projectiles and powder, some things have to happen. But when those times, like pre pre all that bullshit, or, or when it all fades away. If you run 140 LDMs, run 140 LDMs. Don't go, yeah. well, I had these Sierras there, so I thought I'd use them up. Well. Not for a comp. No, not for a comp. For practice runs, yeah, go. Get get time on rifle, shoot whatever <laughs> you can through it. That's all valid. But And it's interesting that you talk about, you know, oh, at four 500, we're going to switch over to the long-range load or the long, long-range load. I really think having thought this sort of stuff through and gone through that process of, oh, yeah, we can do this and switch over here, that, that the amount of extra admin and headspace that takes up in the in a in a shooting comp where there's all these other things going on is probably not worth that little bit of advantage you're going to get. No, not 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 to save fifty dollars or something. Um, yeah, and, if you, and, we, and where's the changeover point? Is it seven hundred meters? So if you've got a target at seven hundred and one, the long ammo. But if you have ninety nine, you have to use the short ammo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, there's a there is a there. I understand the thinking. I, I sort of understand the argument from a hunting side of things where terminal ballistics, where you've got something that you might smack at 20 or 50 metres in the bush versus your long range, more expanding, but will explode at close ranges round. I, I get that. I get the idea of having a round. I don't do it because, again, complexity, but I get the idea of having a round loaded on top of the mag for that. But, yeah, for, for a shooting comp, no, I think, there's enough stuff going on that I, this is. I think we're all finding now is the simpler you can actually make it, the better you will shoot and better your life will be on the day. Yes, less less thinking and less admin in a competition is a huge advantage. Um, mm. If you can, if you're thinking about less crap between stages and just thinking about what you need to do to execute the next stage. Um, it's, it makes a difference. Well, I think it does anyway, and I'm trying. That's what I try and do now, anyway. Um, All right. Anyway, so let's, should, for those, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, hey for those who listen to this afterwards, Blair has joined us. 
He's from the South Island, so he sounds a bit funny. <laughs> the sultry tones. Of Blair. <clears throat> and I've got a different time zone down there, so he's about half an hour, 40 minutes late. <laughs> but it's the South Island. So Hello, Blair. Yeah, it's the time zones and stuff. Yeah, because of Antarctica and the yeah. solar yeah. And Coriolis. It was Coriolis. Yeah. It's, it's pretty complicated. You guys wouldn't understand, but we do. That's what it's like. It's the Coriolis. It's the Coriolis. Always, always blame Spindrift. I miss because Spindrift. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so, so, for either Kerry's been harking on, the lads have been telling you, for whatever reason you decided you want to go and do a shooting comp. <laughs> You feel your gun's kind of sorted. You know, it's been zeroed. You've shot it a few times, kind of comfortable. How do I get onto a shooting competition? Well, great quiet. Okay, right. So, because I, I know it's different for different people, I suppose, is the yeah. point. But but um, for you, Graham, how, how are you doing tickets? How are you, you know, how do people get onto a TRS uh, event? I get it. We had, a, we had a question earlier. How do we view this without Facebook? And unfortunately... Most, if not 90% of everything precision shooting in New Zealand runs through Facebook, which is ironic because it's not a particularly gun-friendly platform. But um, <laughs> fact, It's also probably, yeah, a lot of gun people seem to have this weird phobia. Anyway, what, it's all good. Yes. So now, and if, if anyone's interested, Facebook, you, can, you can go back and listen to one of my interviews from a year ago with one of the head engineers of Facebook who was the gun guy on Facebook. And if yeah. you want to actually understand how some of this works. Chuck Rossi was the head engineer or one of the head engineers for Facebook. He was one of the guys who created all the yeah. algorithm, uh, but he was the gun guy. He's, a, he's American Pro 2A, which is different from New Zealand. And this, but if you actually want to understand how this works, that is the guy. That's like, you know, short of getting Mark Zuckerberg, who's not the gun guy, he is the guy. Anyway, Graham, sorry. Um, yours? Yeah. So if you don't want to deal with uh, people finding out where you live and taking your guns, um, just make a Facebook account with a different name. Pretty simple. And you don't have to add your family, so they don't have to look at your weird shit, what you're up to. And then you just people with aliases all over the place. 100%. And anyway, but when you get a spot, tell me your real freaking name because I'm not dealing with that. But anyway, um, <coughs> yeah. Uh, so the, the best way to get a spot, um, unfortunately, uh, so I opened up my next event on Monday night and it sold out in literally seconds. Like it went seven o'clock and the inbox was full, so it was sold out instantly. So your mechanism at the moment is basically you you open up at seven. People need to message you to secure a ticket. Um, yeah. That's it, and it's the order of I the just, messages that come in. I just rank. So this is a case so for those people who get angry when they don't get spots. People do, and if you get angry at me, I'm just going to blacklist you. I've decided. So don't get snappy because you'll just never shoot at my comps again. Um, wow. No, it happens too often. <laughs> Um, but so they messages come through. If they're before seven, I will ignore it. If they message my private account, even if they're my friends, I will ignore it because I'm concentrating on this one medium to to do it. You know what I mean? And um, if you kind of clearly stipulated what that medium oh, is. Yeah, you'd, not you'd a, think it was clear. People no, missed no, out. It is clear, but it's people are selective as to whether they, yeah. Or they think, oh, it's all good. Graham will just give me It's, all, it's all Graham, yeah. Um, and if you email me also, I will ignore it. Now, if I didn't sell these events out, I'd, well, maybe I'd message you back, but they do sell out, so it's just unfortunate. Um, anyway, so you really just got to be in quick now. Um, you have to have your message pre-typed before 7 o'clock, and 
all of no, it's, it's, a, it's a real shame. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not. Yeah. yeah. And now all of our computers, our phones, run off the exact same clock. They are exactly the same. So as soon as that ticks to seven, you literally have to watch it, press in, and hope like frick you're one of the first ones. Now, if not, you will get put on the waiting list in the same order. So if you're the first person you like who missed out, you'll be the first person to get off the spot. Yeah. Um, so essentially, I automatically put you on that waiting list. I'll, I'll ask you, but you're automatically kind of yeah. And, um, and that's unfortunate. Well, it's it's a good problem to have for, on our side of things, but it, it is. Well, I think I think people need to be aware as well is that this whole community sport, whatever you want to call it, has been growing. And I, I saw I put that interview up with Simon from at the Seeker Show. Where I was talking about it, how it was growing, and he's like, "Oh, is it really growing?" I'm like, anyway, so it's growing. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it keeps growing, but it's all still relatively new. I mean, this is the thing. It's not like there is big established um, mechanisms to do all of this. And eventually, yeah, it'll probably keep growing and it will, who knows, it'll change. There'll be, there'll be different ways of doing things. But at the moment, yeah, guys are running, the pages are growing and they're doing it through that. Blair still doesn't, they, you still don't even have a public Facebook page, do you? You do it on Facebook and don't have a public Facebook page. Or the Section 22 stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, he, he makes it super tricky. That's like secret handshake territory there. It, it also goes on um, Sparrowhawk and... <laughs> I'm saying the post. So, but, but, I mean, a lot of this where it started is it was a group of guys who were going out shooting, so you're on an email list or a message list, so you could just message the <laughs> 20 or 30 people who were coming to the shoots. And now it's hundreds of guys trying to get into these shoots that you don't know all the people, and it has grown at that kind of rate. So, um, yeah, I... Basically, you just got to get in there. You got to be there at seven and and commit and do it. And I've said it before. I'll say it again. If you don't think you're going to get there on that date, don't put your name down and then cancel a week beforehand because that's just bollocks for the people who do want to get down there are prepared to put the block the date out, block the time out, and don't get a ticket for it. Um, because I, you know, I think it's still the the guys who get in there after seven and stuff. If they don't pay you promptly or or dicky around for payment, that's also a little bit on the nose. I feel as well. Yeah, I've sort of changed them. So the people who've got spots, I've changed. I expect to be paid at a certain point now, and um, and I've sort of moved my refund date back a bit because I'm having to invest a lot of that money into stuff for the shoot. And then if people pull yeah. out, I have to reimburse them out of personal money, but. So I'm sort of I'm playing around with how I do that and a few little uh, like side notes for weather and COVID and all that crap. But um, yeah, yeah, it's like we, I get questions like, why don't you just hold more events, hold more events? But it's, uh, well, you've got a full time job and a kid and a wife and a life and a you know it's the thing. Well, yeah, even then, even it's so like you've got to work in with landowners and like obviously Mark's incredibly easy to work with, but. Uh, so obviously Simon helps out hugely, so we're working with Simon. Yeah. Um, you've got to work in with the existing calendar. You can't have an event weekend after weekend after weekend because guys can't physically make that. So competitors, like, they want to shoot them, right? So they'd rather than usually about a month apart, you want events. And so uh, lambing and carving seasons out for property use, pretty much New Zealand-wide because um, this is where we do these events and, they're no-go zones. Um, winter, we're getting more events in winter, but winter's still hard, hence why it's only a one-day event, although we are allowing a few more entries into the one day. 
Um, and in summers, just this bunch of events. Um, yeah. And we try not to clash with the South. We're doing some things because some guys want to go do both of them. So we'll, um, there's a it's, lot. It's, there's a lot of. We're pretty close to that point where they're just going to be clashes. I think that's just the reality of it. There's enough events, which is fantastic. This is what apparently everyone wants more events. So, you, yeah, you're now going to have to choose. Do you want to go to the one North Island, South Island, or that one, or that one that's, um, you know, that's. Well, my next one clashes with the Alpine match that's to be announced soon or something. So, yeah. Um, but like <clears throat> we were thinking about moving it and then it didn't work with the landowner anyway with certain things. So, um, but really it's only going to affect like say maybe four or five competitors. Well, and there's, there's, a there's, no, there's no organiser that I'm aware of. Uh, there isn't that is going, oh, they've got a date on there. I'm going to put a date on the same date just to stick it to them. I mean, it, yeah, <laughs> it's, that works. For everyone that. knows. And this is, I guess the other thing, maybe people don't realise that everyone, pretty much now knows everybody else who are putting the events on and there may be a face private Facebook group where we all talk to each other semi-regularly and add yeah. people in and there's just, you know, there's a little bit of communication that happens. Yeah. It's not a, you know. Yeah. All, all the match organisers want all the other matches to do great. Yeah. Mostly because the guys that are organising their own matches want to go shoot and to do that, they have to go to mm. other people's matches. Yeah. So it's good for everyone. Yes, no, you did. You did right, and and it, um, say if I have a successful match, and then um, we had say we had some more guys in the North Island want to do it, and theirs was successful. Obviously, I can go, but it's creating more keen competitors. Well, that, that has uh, that has what Jesus, this this some bad English coming out. That is what has happened. You know, Simon had good events. You saw the events I'm picking. You kind of went, yeah, let's get some more events. You've got some events going. There's a few other guys even on the North Island who have been to some events and are going, right, we'll get some events going. South Island, much, much the same. I don't – who was the first guys down there? Alpine and oh, Vortex? Yeah, Alpine shoot. And probably Shane before, prior to that, sort of a yeah. catalyst a bit as well. I think – so so it is, and now there's more guys who've obviously been to some events, have gone, oh, I love what they're doing. I want to add my own little flavour to it. And and awesome, you know, more the merrier. That's the thing. Yeah. So, okay. So, got a ticket either through that. Some guys are doing mailing lists. Um, we've got, I'm out this weekend looking at another property. Um, we tend to do them as a, I've got an e-commerce site. So, you pay upfront is basically if you're coming to one of ours, which be interesting to see. I don't know if they'll sell out quite as sell out quite as quick when people have to enter their visa details and before they secure it. But we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, um, that's just because I've had the websites there, so it makes sense for me to do it through that side of things. Um, we've got those uh, uh, sorted out, so now I know that in two months' time or something, I am going to a shooting event. What do I do next? What do I do in the next couple of months while I'm waiting for the event? Buy all the gear that you don't know that you don't know what you need or not. <laughs> no, I don't think if it's oh, your first shit load of gear, put it all together the night before. Do like Jeff and reload the night before. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you should panic. <laughs> yeah. Take take a sand, a sock full of sand and yeah. uh, you know, an okay an okay okay bipod that's tight, doesn't all loose and floppy, or a backpack, and um maybe if, if you've got a chance to a bit of practice. Yeah. So, all right. So, more my my point more being on that one. Yeah, practice. How can I practice for a field shoot event? Um, that's a good question. 
bit of dry. Never goes never goes awry um, from from prone and from alternate positions. Like even even if it's get an old tire and put it in your garage, or a um, step ladder, or a normal ladder if you if you want to do some alternating height shots, um, and just practice getting in and out of position and doing some dry fire. Um, make make sure like you're actually doing good, honest dry fire that you're holding still on the target before you squeeze the trigger off and don't lie to yourself and tell you that it was a good shot when it probably wasn't going to be. It's just not helping anyone there. I'm trying to think. There was a Facebook group that I occasionally see pop up. Is it the Dry Fire Project or something like that? Okay. (laughs) Hang on. Haven't seen it. There's some, there's some cool equipment out for um, for practicing dry fire, but all you all you really need is a um, marker pen and draw a wee dot on the wall on the other end of the garage and just practice with that. Mm, I'm seeing a Facebook page, but I don't think it's what I'm thinking of. I do, did actually see a group, and they were basically a, gr- a Facebook group of some kind, and they were just putting up um, weekly dry fire challenges. And just I think just to give it a little bit of um, – Vice or something, I guess. Sometimes I, because I, I, I suppose I'm aware of is if you've never done a shoot or you're not a match director, we have to think up the the stages. Sometimes if you just go, oh, we'll just go dry fire, set up a stage in your basement or your garage. It's like, what is what? Yeah. So you know, I mean, I, I tell people, I, I guess for the guys who can dry fire at home, I like a, a hobby horse or a saw horse. Everyone probably knows what that is. We're going to have it. So start prone on your gut underneath it. And then get up and put it on top of the, the hobby horse and shoot there and then put underneath and then get up. And it's just up and down and up and down. Something as simple as that just gets you used to moving with your gun uh, while pointing it in the same direction. Because this is a big thing. We're not hunting. So you can't just wave your gun around in any direction. It needs to carry on. It needs to point what we call downrange at that target while you're moving. See um, yourself at part-time. So even if it's... So, like, if you're going to do a, a kneeling or standing shot, make make it give you give yourself a timer, um, put 20 seconds on it, hit go, and get yourself into position, nice and solid, and ready to go within the last few seconds of that timer going to go off. Squeeze squeeze your round off. Once you're in and out of that position, real easy. Um, then bump it down to 15 seconds and, mm-hmm. and do the same sort of thing. And if you're finding that you're not getting in and out of position fast enough, then then you should, Having the timer on will know where you you'll see where you where you're wasting time or yep. not being stable. And I mean, I know I got I I will do sometimes where I'm not getting out shooting. I will even um, uh, line up some imaginary targets, range them, write down the range, figure out what if I'm using a ballistic calculator, what my range is, my solution to that. Get behind the rifle dial parallax, dial elevation, think of windage, hold it in the reticle, whatever it is. If this means nothing to you, then you're entering the hunter's class and it doesn't matter. But, you know, I mean, practice, don't dry fire, but also practice manipulating your firearm, you know, get the bolt in and out, get the magazine in and out, get comfortable loading dummy rounds in a magazine so you're not the guy who doesn't know how to load his magazine. Um, You know, just get comfortable handling the firearm or or firearm or weapon manipulation, you know. because yeah. yeah, if you got that tucked away, then you don't have to worry about that so much on the day. You can focus on the actual shooting comp and the fact there's other people around you watching you do this and everything like that. Yeah, the the mag feeding thing is um, going to be important. The next match at um, Boundary Creek, 
and Omaru is every stage starts with a mag out. Okay. Yeah. Just just to make things interesting and and fun and change things up a little bit more than any safety aspect. Um, mm. Just just throws another spanner in the works for people that we've got to think about. I saw a, 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 as a complete diversion, but I remember at a pistol club once, one of the uh, three gun man man on man man versus man. Um, yeah, man on man, man, man on man, man on man. We just stuck man on man. Anyway, um, they uh, it was a pistol shoot, and everyone had to take their magazines out and empty their magazine into an ice cream container in front of them. And when the the timer went, you basically had to load your mags up. And of course, the decision was: do I load up just enough rounds for the targets, or do I put a couple of extras in there because I know I'm going to miss a few? And you'd see guys who would put four rounds, four four things in there. I'm going to be quick, slam, miss the first one, and then like. I'm sure. not going to have enough bullets. That's it. I've, I've got, a, got a problem now. So anyway, so yeah, that's all good. And the other thing I suggest to guys, if you can get down to the deer stalkers or a local range or whatever it is, and you know, a lot of the, the, the existing clubs are not going to let you stand up or, or move around a whole lot or put a barricade up or shoot over tires and stuff. But on the mound, put your rifle down, stand up behind it. Yep. Get down, shoot around. Yep. Stand start, up again. Start three or four meters back. Yeah, yeah, and you can do it so that if you you don't look like you're the odd guy who's just doing burpees behind his gun and shooting, but yeah, just get out of position, get into position, get out of position because you're not gonna, you don't get to sit at most clubs and just shoot through a box uh, at most shoot competitions and shoot through a box of ammo, having never moved. It's just not gonna happen. So yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, so while you're there, of course, confirming that your zero works is probably a really good. Uh, Really good idea. Yeah, if you can, maybe another one, if you say limited to how you can practice and say you are not experienced much past 100. Um, and if you, but as Kerry mentioned, some ranges won't let you do it, but as, um, as maybe, like you said, take a sawhorse or a stepladder and shoot um, at the 100 meter target from um, a supported sitting, supported kneeling, and a supported standing. Because um, as I was, you'll be surprised on where your uh, shots are going. Mm. You'll you can cleanly pull the trigger at 100 meters <clears throat> from a supported standing, and you'll shoot three inches high because the uh, the rifle butt's slipping down on your shoulder. So worth checking that. And um, but again, don't get too panicked. Um, well, and that's that's the yeah. thing. And and talk to the look. Depending on your club, talk to the RO. I encourage encourage everyone. Don't get all highty tighty and tell them it's the latest greatest thing, and you guys are fuds. It's not going to help. It may be the case, but it's not going to help. But the more conversations you have with some of these clubs, you might find, as we're looking with the club at the moment, that we might be able to take over a lane or two lanes and occasionally put a barricade in there and occasionally just do, you know, just slowly, slowly, you know. Um, that's how things that's how things kind of change. And tell them, if, they're, if they're, this is the thing, don't even tell them it's for a shooting comp. Tell them you just you want to practice your hunting and you're going to go shoot over a tree trunk or a branch and, hey, how would I do it? What would you encourage? And get the old fellas, if they're thinking about shooting over a tree branch, you'll probably find they're like, oh, oh, yeah, well, this is how I'd do that. You know, maybe that's an approach. I just thought of maybe, you know. So, yep. Assuming you don't, you're not shooting off the tripod with your KRG rig and, you know, all the flanged <laughs> angles all over it, that's probably not the time. Explaining to them what a 6K tiger is, it's maybe not going to help your cause. Yeah. Or Graham's shirt. Probably not Graham's shirt. Yeah. I don't know. My gay tiger T-shirt. Yes, I think Scotty commented on something about my gay shirt. So. Yes, he, he did. He, he, he likes it. He likes it a lot. Scotty doesn't like it. 
<laughs> Um, all right, so um, yeah, so you, you've kind of got everything sorted. What are we taking to shoot? We're taking the gun, we're taking ammunition, uh, you're taking appropriate clothing because, especially winter shoots, some of them are wet, man, and they are. And hopefully, we all understand sometimes in the outdoors it does a thing called rain, yeah, especially if you go to the west coast. What's that? Especially on the west coast. Yeah. So, you know, dress for the weather, dress for a day out in crap weather. You might not need to use it, but don't. It's like, hey, man, same with hunting. Was it the guy that recently pulled up and uh, one of the hunters they pulled out who nearly, it was a bit of a weird one. He was apparently lost for a couple of hours, which was kind of a weird way to lost for a couple of hours, but had nothing um, to sustain himself overnight. So he was obviously went for it. Anyway. You know, just assume it's a day out. So pack some clothes, pack a warm jumper, you know, um, cotton kills, um, jeans. I've seen guys shooting in the rain for a day in jeans, and it's not pleasant. They they live. They're not going to die, but it's sure as hell not pleasant. Whereas everyone else standing around them in full wet weather gear is like, okay, that was a decision. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to buy the latest QMA wet weather rain gear. Just go, go and buy some... Um, wet weather over trow and PVC jacket or whatever. You, you're not running. You're not running around, so you don't need to worry about sweating too much. I mean, it, it is totally a fashion show for us. Obviously, it's yep. totally about how we look on the line. No question about it. But yeah. it, you, you, you need a, you need an orange <laughs> you need an orange Mac pack um, um, puffer jacket. That's what That's you need. Totally, especially if you're going down the South Island. No one's ever seen you down there before. You know. Matches Do they even have Mac Pack in the South Island? Or they wouldn't even know that. Mac Pack is from the frickin' South Island. Where are you from? <laughs> I, you'd argue Mac Pack is no longer from the South Island. Anyway, but uh, yeah. My, um, my uncle If you turned up in a pile of like um, cactus stuff, you'd be pretty safe down there. I know all the, the cockies down there. There was a lot, there was a lot of cactus. So that was, that was fine. My uncle was actually involved in starting Mac Pack. So I, I kind of know the background. Here you go. I'll tell you a story about MacPack afterwards then, Blair, which you'll find. Anyway, um, so, yeah, so you, you've got that food, wa- snacks, food, water, yep. pen, paper, sunscreen. Waterproof um, paper if you can. Waterproof paper, yes. More water, more water than you think. Really, there's water. Yeah, take extra water, leave water Chocolate in the truck. Squad goes down well as well. What's that? Chocolate cake goes down well for the squad too. Chocolate cake. Mm. Always take chocolate cake. Oh, I always take chocolate cake. So, um, take chocolate cake to a match. Do oh, you, yeah. How do you? Well, like, well, I know your missus apparently cooks the chocolate cakes, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. you've got them in like a metal container, or like how are you transporting the chocolate cake? What's what's going on here? Two little, two little ice cream containers. Like, oh, yeah. okay, cool. cool. Six cool. of them to the last match. Yeah, <laughs> six of them. Six, six cakes. Yeah. So is that how you won? You got everyone to eat cakes and they're all fluggy and yeah. <laughs> lace the cake so everyone was hot. <laughs> all diuretics, everyone's like, oh, everyone's <laughs> got the trot. Yeah, I don't want to squeeze down on this one too hard. Um, okay, uh, lots of Blair's chocolate cake. Well, Sean's yeah, okay. Sean's giving you the the, the okay for your chocolate cakes. All right, so chocolate cakes apparently, um, <laughs> and a good attitude. Yes. Yeah. Um. Which is actually probably the key. An open-minded, good attitude, I think, is the thing. Um, hit if you're not sure of stuff, man. Hit the hit the um, the guy who's organising the match directory or email contact up. Ask questions because if you're not sure, yeah. 
I, I know I prefer someone to ask me the question if they're not sure beforehand, and if it's an easy answer, I'll just I'll just quickly type your reply. I had a there's something unrelated to a comp, but I just rang him on something else. I'm like, dude, it'll just be quick for me to ring and run this to you. And at the end of his life, it's cool, happy. He he understood what the issue or non-issue was, and and here's a way, you know. So most um, directors that I've talked to and dealt with that you knew they'll um, put you in a squad with someone with a bit of gear and a bit of experience and they will tell them and they'll usually give them a, a heads up and tell them to keep an eye on you and um, you'll find that you're getting gear and advice thrown at you flat out. No shortage. No. Um, Everyone's sharing. Yeah, so I mean, look, it doesn't hurt. Don't be, we all started, so don't afraid, embarrass, whatever it is. Hey, first shoot. You've been to a shoot before? No, no, first time. What do I do? Um, so what do I do? I turn up to the shoot. What do I do? <laughs> if you, it's a good point. We don't necessarily, we do all have standing orders, but it's not like a deer stalkers where, like, all right, my, my top tip is turn up, leave the gun in the, in the um, truck, get out, yeah. have a walk around, get the lay of land, figure out what's going on. Don't whip the rifle immediately out and start flailing it around or checking, yes. looking down the barrel, checking it's loaded, cycling the bolt or anything. Just leave it in the truck. For a while, yeah. it's easy. Same so as range. It's um. So we don't have we don't have zeroing ranges or check anything. To check your rifle um, at our events. That's uh, yeah. time and and landscape, and we don't want people wandering about to shoot without some sort of organisation. So um, yeah, turn up, sign in. Uh, you know, you, you obviously at the moment you have to do um COVID nineteen like either scan or, or manually. To all of that, so that includes a lot of personal information, which we normally wouldn't take, but we legally have to at the moment. Um, and even if you do scan in, we will still take that information off you. Um, and then um, uh, we sometimes take a little bit of firearms information for our own sort of statistics on uh, calibers and, um, and and maybe even if something appears in the magazine. Um, again, there won't be a picture of your face, but there could be a, a picture of you shooting um, some info might go on that, and then um, and then generally you'll uh, say you arrive at eight thirty. Briefings at nine nine o'clock sharp. Usually the briefing kick off. We'll go over. Obviously, we'll go over a few things about the property, and um, and then uh, any particular uh, over and above safety hazards. We'll go over firearms handling. We'll go over and what's expected of squads to keep moving. Um, oh, and one thing I should have mentioned: when you sign in, you will. Um, learn your squad designation. So Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> and then um, there'll be an experienced person who's um, who'll clicked. So he'll be the, the top name on your squad. He'll click the card and you'll all meet up with, say, Squad Charlie and, and that's your squad for the day. And so after the briefing, you'll tear up with uh, your squad and then you'll head off to the stage and, and you'll get into it. It's pretty much... Pretty much how it goes. It's not not overly complicated, and um, we'll so, also go over the barbecue afterwards and where that's going to be and etc. I'm sure um, most most match directors are not going to put a new shooter as the the first couple of shooters in the squad either. I'm sure they'll, and even if you are, even if you do somehow randomly end up being the first or second shooter on the on the first couple of stages, just ask if you can go last. It won't be a big deal. Mm. <clears throat> Watch the half a dozen shooters go through in front of you. Um, you'll have a fair idea of what to do and what not to do by then. And, um, yeah, don't don't hurt 
won't don't 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 be shy about asking to to go later on. It won't be a big deal. My um two top tips, having observed this, is one: don't get your rifle out and put it down on the bipod facing the thirty or forty, fifty people who are all gathered around for a safety briefing. Turn it around, point it away from everybody. One top tip. And the second top tip is it's not the place to be using your rifle as a walking stick or a rest for your hands or yeah. on the foot. Let's just, this is not, <laughs> it's, it's not the, the place. It's in the firearms code, isn't it? Don't yeah. Point it at you do not it, wish to destroy. <laughs> yeah. Just understand there's going to be people there who hold firearm safety in pretty high regard and standard. And you're no longer out by yourself. You're not running on your rules anymore. You're, you're running on a range range grade rules, basically. And if, um, if someone says you do something silly, they might talk to you nicely about it. They might yell at you from across the range. Um, don't get offended. Just mm-hmm. learn from it. They they're not yelling at you because they're pissed off with you or they're angry at you or you're being an idiot. They just want you to sort your shit out, and that's. Yep. And you, you sort shit out and then it's done. And it's not, it, 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 you move on. So, and, and remember guys, it's one, one, it's just firearm safety and it's just good firearm safety. But two, the other thing is, is if we have an incident or we have an accident, we have any, any of these things, then it's over basically. Yep. So no one wants that to happen. We're enjoying what's going on. So that's why those standards are going to be kept so high. So we all go home, we're all safe and we get to do it again and again and again and again. So we don't we don't need any fuel for any fires so yeah just just be aware of uh, i think it's also for guys they're not used to necessarily if they haven't done it before where you've got 40 50 60 people 60 guns everyone's <laughs> like where where am i meant to point this thing just be aware of your muzzle keep if in if in doubt point it to the dirt point it straight down into the dirt you know i think it's often a bit best option of a way of carrying a gun is sling it up, and I tend to sling it with the barrel pointing down myself. But uh, that, that's just me. But each to their own on that one. But yeah, so. it's much easier to keep it safe if it's always pointing down. Yeah, pointing up, you've got to come down at some stage. True. Uh, so yeah, so then you're going to be um, you'll be heading off um, yeah to your designated areas. I'll tell you, you'll probably all split off and go to you know squad. Alpha to one or two to two, three to three, or something like that. Or they get tricky, like I actually stupidly did once and like started sending three to one and four to two and everything. And it's just like, oh, that was dumb. Anyway, they'll tell you where to go, they're everything like that. So you get to your stage again. First thing, suss out and talk. Well, actually, sorry, let's go back. Introduce yourself to the other guys in the squad. Say mm-hmm. hello. Mm-hmm. Ask, ask if anyone's been shooting. You may know somebody. Have you been to a shoot before? kind of establish who's who's shot these before. Does anyone know? Is, you know, you might find you're shooting with Graham or something at, at a shoot or, you know, you've managed to get squatted up with Gillis, which would always be entertaining. <laughs> or Sam, that would also, or Blair or me or whatever. So, you know, it's there'll be somebody there who's probably shot one of them before and, you know, um, I've been I've been squatted depending you know Simon has squatted me with like a group of new shooters he asked me he's like you happy with all new shooters I'm like cool man and then the next one he squatted me with the guy said one the year before and he actually said afterwards he said I did that so you didn't have to you got to turn your brain off a little bit this time and just do that so both fine you know so um, yeah, but yeah I- get to know your squad have a have a talk there's no point all of you carrying a spotting scope up for example. Yeah. 
don't you don't all need a spotting scope. You might not all need you know. So, and it doesn't. Has everyone got? Has everyone got water? We all got some food. Do the whole camp mother thing, like you know. What do we all have for breakfast? We all had a good breakfast today, you know. So uh, yeah, have a plan, have a thought. How's there anything we need to know from anyone? Do I have anyone who's a hypochondriac, you know, asthmatic, highly allergic to wasps? Probably wouldn't hurt to know if somebody mm. was that as well, or you know, stuff. And then you head off to your first stage. So get yeah. to your first stage. First Once thing you, you do is figure out first stage. The um, if you got roving ROs where they'll follow you with your squad um, and they'll tell you what to do or if you've got stationary ROs they'll already be on station and uh, you get there you put your rifles in the designated safe spot which will be usually painted on the ground and you'll probably get told as soon as you get there and um, you have a you'll have a debrief and they'll it's it's um so so just two slight things differently different off the north north island you'll find the ro was one of the squad members it won't be a separate de- you know goes with and the other thing is are you are you providing a place are you marking where telling where people to put their guns graham no during not oh not during okay so so again then stop look where's downrange can we point all our guns downrange away from the firing line away from behind us and all that stuff. And just, again, it doesn't hurt to all go, right, let's all put our guns there at the beginning and just got it sussed. And then after a couple of squads have gone through, as you're going through into the next squad, you'll see where they put their guns and it will actually kind of work itself out as well. So. Yeah. Uh, so this is where it might change, I guess. Depend Again, it always changes on the event. But South Island, are you still – you're going to have an RO there, but are they timekeeping and scoring as well or does a squad – Self-manage a bit. Um, it depends. There's a few matches where the squad is doing practically everything. Um, we usually have a dedicated RO that's not shooting. Um, <clears throat> he's either spotting or keeping an eye on everything, uh, depending on which match you go to. Um, at, at the Alpine match, the, um, the RO was doing a lot of spotting and, and um, then would have one of the um, one of the squad doing scoring and and timing and stuff like that, but it depends on where we're going. Yeah, some, some of the um, the, the mm-hmm. vortex uh, mountain challenge, the, um, mm-hmm. they have dedicated ROs and stationary ROs at, on all all stations, so that they got the same they're the same all day. Yeah. So I mean. Uh- up a lot of the North Island shoots, you're going to, the, the general, correct me if it's a changing ground, but generally in a squad, you're going to have four or five or six in a squad, whatever the number is. You're going to have your shooter. You're going to have somebody who is timekeeping normally, somebody yep. who is uh, scoring, and somebody who is spotting hits. Um, yep. Somebody might do timing and scorekeeping or spot or anything at the same time anyway, but that's the that's general function of it. Um, I would suggest for the ease of things, is try not to have three people all yelling out hit, miss, correct, left, correct, right, and everything because that gets a clusterfuck really quickly as to who's, you know, you missed left. I don't know if you did. I'm like, okay, all right. So, um, you know, just, again, conversation. Like, you know, we're spotting corrections, whatever the deal is, different events have different rules on spotting and everything like that. Um, And I would suggest the other thing, to keep everything moving nicely, if you're the next person shooting – Get everything sorted so that when it's your turn to shoot, 
you don't then stop, get your ammo, get your gun sorted out, get every, get it, get everything sorted. It's in, in pistol shooting, you know, you have uh, shooting on the line in the hole and deep hole. You actually tell people like three down to get ready for it. Well, squads are smaller for these ones, but if you're on the line, you're shooting. If you're in the hole, you're next shooting. So you should be ready to go for the next shoot. Yeah, um, how we'll run it. Well, everyone, yeah. everyone will know. Well, yeah, I mean, we run through a list and it's the same all the way through from first stage to the last stage. The order stays the same. You just roll roll through the list. And yeah. yeah, if you're not on the line ready to go, unless, you've, unless you're literally helping the squad, um, your time will just start. Mm. Hey, look, I, I, it's not not that we're trying to be dicks, but you've got a you got a group of people you're trying to get through on a certain amount of time. So, if it's when you, if it's your turn to shoot and everyone's going, hey, it's your turn to shoot, and you're coming up and going, right, what's the stage? Yeah. What do I need to do? It's like no, 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 no. Have lots of fun. It's not it's not to be super high stressful or anything, but at least just pay attention to what you're doing so that the the day kind of just keeps moving nicely you know yeah. um don't, don't turn up to the start of the stage and then ask where where are my targets yeah that's which i've seen and those those people don't shoot very well strangely enough whereas i'm sure most of us or ian for example you know who wins a lot of these up in the north he damn well knows where his targets are he's got it he's there right and then he'll chat and everything it's all cool and all friendly afterwards but yeah it's, it's just sort the shooting um <laughs> Alan's asked, are people going to get upset if I have a muzzle break? No, you're right. Go for it. <laughs> no. In, in fact, I'm actually... The press the shooters will, will yell and scream at you, but um, we don't really care. We don't yeah. care. No. Um, what, sorry, what are you saying, Gareth? I've actually got a muzzle break coming for my 6mm. <gasps> I know. <clears throat> well, I was shooting a friend's 6.5 the other day and it just felt so good. And I was like, well, my 6mm recoils... Theoretically less than this. Yes. So I, was, I just ordered a, an MDT one, so um, it might be here in a couple of days, I guess. So I'll, I'll see how I have a little bit of a test and might bring it down to South Island. Um, see how we go. Yeah, you're not in my squad, so I don't care. <laughs> yeah. So no muzzle brakes, suppressors, and nothing on the end of them. It's all good. It's just um, top tip: no. don't spot. From a position where you can look down the ports on the muzzle brake, that's going to not be nice for you. Really, um, I don't particularly. I'm not a huge fan of people spotting with rifles anyway, because inherently guys will start great. spotting behind the shooter, um, and we end up with rifles, people on rifles behind shooter. I'm always telling people off that. Less and yep. less now, but bring your binos and spot from. You're gonna. Well, you gonna yeah, spot. Sorry, I, I. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking I would be, but yeah. Yeah. Spotting scope or a pair of eight, ten times binary. You don't have to necessarily identify, you know, how many rings are on the the antler or horns or the horn structure. You're not yeah. counting that or aging an animal. You just need to see if a bit of metal gets hit <clears> or not. Power binos is pretty handy, especially yeah. on um, stages stages where you've got multiple targets. Um, chuck it on top of a tripod or the bag, and um, yeah, fastest way to go through that. Yeah, it's quicker than it's quicker than moving a, a, a spotting scope. Mm. Yeah, way better. Yeah, I agree. I've gone away from spotting scopes for comps. Like we we'll set them up for like the longer range stages, or like when we had our um, thousand and one mile thing. But they're stationary. They stay on the target. Doesn't matter. But for 
your normal stuff, binos are superior, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> depending on the shoot, some shoots will let you spot, some won't let you spot, some will let you call corrections, some will just want you to say whether it was a hit or miss, it will just depend on the shoot. Yeah. Um, Timing-wise, some some will – I don't know. Actually, does anyone enforce – Simon, call it dead man's time? Where you don't know how long your shoot is? No, no, no. Any, and you can ask for time. Yeah. So if you've got 90 seconds, two minutes, if you want, get somebody to call out one minute, 30 seconds, yeah. 60 seconds. Just yeah. ask. This is – again, but if they don't know, they were not going to magically do something. But if someone asked me to call out every – 30 seconds, 10, whatever it is, that's fine. Um, if someone's calling, so, I, I would maybe suggest if, if you're trying to get someone to call out every 10 second intervals, it's going to distract you. It's not going to help you, but um, you know, it's like, I get it. Maybe, you want it. Yeah. yeah. One thing, so we allow most, we, we allow hit or miss <clears throat> uh, left or right and, and, and rough, rough help with the wind. I just don't allow um, dope to be, given if that like as in like all right carry next target 2.8 come okay 2. maybe a brand new shooter i don't yeah, care yeah. but like if if you and blair are competing and blair's literally reading you your dope through the match for the next target that's cheating in my opinion yeah well, um, that's, that's a that's a team event which is a different uh, thing really hey, i i see it with very very um and but for now you'll get a warning and then i'll just start um stage decoying stuff like that yeah. As in, as in, you probably you'll finish your stage. That's fine, but you'll just you get a big fat zero. Yeah, <laughs> but but other than that, but like hey, but but new shooters now. If you had say you were looking after Blair, it's his first time, right? He's just got a six five creed more. I'm going to be gentle yeah. with him. First yeah, time. <laughs> hey. you were saying hey Blair, yeah, bring it up to you know five minutes or that's fine. Like encourage yeah. him to do better and and want to come back. But if you're a top ten or a top fifteen shooter. Um, well, you're giving him false information at that point anyway to screw up <laughs> the stage, aren't you? Well, yeah, but no, we, we, I still see it. Down here, it's um, the all the Vortex stuff, the Mountain Challenge stuff. There was, um, the, well, Saturday's team, so it doesn't matter, but uh, Sunday there was no no corrections at all um, yep. from anyone, nothing yep. at all. And, I uh, do I do like the way some of you guys do it there where was it the first two there'll be no correction and then after that people will go all right now let's get you on and and help so you know they can improve yeah, as so well you, you, you'll get you'll get um, at the alpine shoot and the sparrowhawk matches you'll get a correction for your third shot if you've missed your first two yeah um, and it's only a rough con- rough correction it's not three mil left or anything like that. Um, and then once you hit, that's it. You don't get any more corrections, um, unless it's on like a ten-round thousand-meter stage, and you happen to hit the second one and then see nothing. You'll probably get a, a correction later on. Yeah, yeah. And you'll usually only get one time call. It might be ten seconds out or thirty seconds out, um, but you only get you'll only get one time call usually. Um, yeah, and I, you know, I think it. Um I had a great thought, then I read a comment. It'll, it'll come back in, in a second, I'm sure. And, um, at the Alpine shoots, talking about um, giving guys corrections. If um, if I'm shooting in Kerry, you're down on a scope beside me as a competitor, and you tell me three mil left, you'll get points taken off your score. Right. 
That's what I was going to. Th- I was also uh, I was thinking as well is is um, if someone is spotting for you and is helping and giving you corrections or coming left or coming right. One, don't get pissed off if you still miss. They're not there to actually get you to hit. They don't have to say anything. They're probably genuinely helping. Two, remember some people enjoy spotting who possibly shouldn't be, but just also take it with a grain of salt sometimes as well. You know, yeah. if, um, again, if you've got a guy with last name Gillis over you giving you corrections, he's probably bang on. It's probably not. It's, actually, um, no. it's also worth thinking that if, as a as a newbie shooter, when you go to, like, if you if you're at the Alpine shoot, um, most of the stages you can like, the whole squad will lie down in the prone stages, all rifles ready to go, pointed at target, and we'll just right. run down the line. If you're a new shooter get down in front of the spotting scope. Don't go on the far edges. Uh, you'll get a much better call um, for your corrections and uh, you'll also be able to actually hear what's going on. Whereas if you're 20 metres down the line from away from the RO, you're not going to hear what's going on and he's not going to get a very good angle on what your um, bullet's actually doing. Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, so put, put yourself in the middle where you're actually close to the, the RO rather than the outskirts. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's a big difference. It's like sitting in the front of a class, man. It also helps if you have trouble seeing or hearing. It's actually not a bad place to be. Yep. As, as much as people like to sit down the back of a classroom sometimes. Uh, question came up from Kevin. Uh, 780 hour, but the point being a, a blind box mag, is it going to be a disadvantage? Mm. Yes. Yes, it is. But don't let that not get you to an event, I suppose is what I would say. But yeah, certainly. Uh, is there time to load a single round manually each shot? So it's the same blind box mag being like a five-round internal. Yeah, it'd be a five-round internal blind mag. So if you, you now, this, the single shot thing I'll come back to, but yeah, I've shot uh, a day two, so non-competitive score with two to three using a five-round internal. You have to – this was in the uh, practical pass, um, so a little bit harder, but time management is critical. Having yes. your uh, – rounds that are required later on after the first five easy to access is critical you don't want them in a really tight pocket you can't get into it especially if you're lying down or something your skinny um, jeans Graham front pocket of your skinny jeans we have one guy who shoots in skinny jeans I can put a photo of uh, really skinny jeans um, <laughs> and, um, but yeah no and especially if you're starting in the hunter class it is not much of a no any capital um, because you're, you're, you're not probably going to hunt you're not going to be doing maybe more than maybe six, seven rounds in the stage yeah. anyway so yeah. wouldn't panic the, yeah. on the other hand is a, again don't not come but um, it is a disadvantage especially in the open and practical hunter again you'll probably get away with it the times are a bit longer but um, box some form of magazine oh, feed. If you're single loading compared to a guy who's got a 10 round box magazine sitting in his rifle, yes, you're at a disadvantage. But yeah, like you said, don't let that be the re- you don't need to go and buy for your first comp a 10 round box chassis rig or anything. Just come shoot the first one. Yeah. Yeah. So you time out on a stage or two. I mean, one maybe that's not you maybe shouldn't be shooting an open if you're actually needing something where you're single loading anyway. Hunter class is the class for you. Yeah. Um, unless you've got an extremely tight uh, tolerance action that got a little wet and you could only single feed the thing and have to shove a cleaning rod down the front to get the brass out every round like I've seen at one comp as well I've seen it yeah yeah, yeah. but that's a separate 
the that's um, it's advanced uh <laughs> advanced reloading yeah the, at the yeah. uh, shoot there's um there's plenty of time um at most of the stages to to single load single feed a uh, mm-hmm. um if, if you if you're efficient there's plenty of time mm-hmm. uh, if you've got the five round box mag and that's a 10 round stage um if you've got one of those set two round holders on the side of your stock uh, you've got five in, five in your um, mag and then two there, then that's probably all you really need to get off on a 10-round stage anyway. Yep. If, you, if you get seven rounds off on a 10-round stage, um, you're probably doing not bad anyway. Uh, so so yes and no, but don't let it stop you coming, I guess is the thing. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, and, and, and depending on how you're doing, the RO might allow you just to stop time, reload your five-round and then start time again. I know that's what we do at the 22 stuff. Um, if, if you turn up with one and you've only got one mag, one five-round mag, mm-hmm. we'll just stop time and you reload that mag and put it back in and your time will start again. Yeah. Again, it'll make, again, if it's your first shoot and you're, you'll be amazed, people will make do. They'll allow. If you suddenly get up in the top three, they're going to stop allowing, obviously, but that's yeah. fine. That's, that's obvious, so. Yeah, if, if you're getting um, – uh, so we don't stop times, but we might allow your time to run over, just not tell you it's over. Um, but yep. you technically shooting a non-competitive score. You'll still be ranked, but like Kira mentioned, if it's a, if it's a, quite a competitive score, it won't be – you can't win. <laughs> yeah, if, if like well, Blair yeah. up and we don't know who he is and he's – oh, man, he got 90%, and, but we're letting him um, have long times. and It's like, okay, maybe not, but – yeah. Okay. New shooters, junior shooters, we do make exceptions. Um, I have you noticed you're getting in trouble in the comment section now? Yeah. Well, yeah. Sean is anyway. Yeah. So I don't know. You're leading anyway. Yes, Felicity. Thank you for keeping everybody uh, fed up with the uh, cakes. <laughs> we'll worry about that later. Should be fine. Oh, yeah, it's all good. All right, so muzzle broke. Tick that one off. Ticked off the box. Um, squatting, yeah. Um, what else do we have? I think that was that was a lot of the those all the ticky ticky ticks. You know, I, I'm hopefully people have realised now what we haven't been talking a lot about is gear. That's <laughs> yeah. you know, that's not the it's not the point of these shoots. Is just you know get out as, and, and as much as I want to tell you to buy lots of gear and ah. Oh. And, and everything, you, you don't need it and you can turn up to something with very little and if you do happen to need a tripod or a particular set of gear, there will be someone at the match that will help you out. Yeah. Guaranteed. Fair yeah. warning though, you're quite possibly going to go away wanting to buy more gear, but that is not <laughs> our responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> it is a bit of a deep hole. Yeah. Yeah, but that's 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 fine, man. Go go get the bug properly and appreciate yeah. what the bug is, and then then worry about that side of things. Yeah. But um, even, even if you did turn up at your first or second match, and then you decided you wanted to buy a five hundred dollar tripod, um, I'd probably still tell you just to wait, hold off, spend that money on maybe a better scope or something first, um, and wait until you've actually learned what you really need. I don't don't decide that yeah nobody else is using a Harris bipod so I need to buy an Atlas or a something else. Actually, use your Harris until you've figured out what it's doing wrong and what you need to do to fix it. 
Because unless it's one of those non-notch, non, non. Oh yeah, with the twisty knobs. Yeah, yeah, burn them. Throw, the, throw, throw that burn them. away oh, and take a backpack and just rags. Yeah. Frick, I hate those things. Yeah, just launch it, launch it as far as you can. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, that's the exception, of course. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. yeah. And if, they, if you want, we can do they it. They suck so bad. God, they suck. <laughs> they do my head in. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had two last course I did. I had two of them turn up, and they were sliding and slipping. And anyway, they'll they'll be a pain if you're not really quite sure why. Let us know. And I don't think I've done a specific hate article on it. Maybe we do a whole episode on hating that bipod. But anyway, They're fucking shit. Yeah, That's- yeah. <laughs> Ooh, harsh. God, even even shite, man. And <clears throat> um. Yeah, but but yeah, you're quite right. I mean, there'll be a pile of stuff you go, oh, I need this, need this, need this. Hold, tie-ho, tie, just tie-ho. Uh, you got to remember that, like, all three of us here have been doing it long enough. We're all gear addicted in some way, or but yeah, I'm, I'm trying to how to phrase that, you know, but we've probably also gone through a whole lot of gear that we bought and went, why the fuck did I buy? Why? Why? Seemed like a good idea at the time. Yeah, it seemed like a great idea at the time. And then you try and like. Clear, you swore once, now Kerry's swearing. I know. He's, I just, I, yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Golly gosh. Golly. Yeah. Cheese and crackers is, is flipping, what we've got around our house. Flipping, oh, cheese and crackers. Yeah. What's that? Flipping heck. Flipping heck, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's man. a scale of, I, I got a. It, I got asked, you know, I, I said something was blasphemy and then I had to explain what blasphemy was and the difference between blasphemy and sacrilege. And it's like, ah, oh, this oh, is all getting a bit, you know. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> anyway. All right. So um, progressing through the day, like I say, be aware of time management, not just not just of your, you know, your actual part-time or shooting and everything, but just generally keep an eye on the watch, keep an eye on how things going, are things going slow, things going <laughs> fast. Um, you you often find there is a squad or two that for whatever reason go extremely slow um, or there is sometimes somebody in your squad who just seems to be disorganized enough that maybe you just need to give them a little nudge. Hey, hey, you're up next. Come on, just a little bit of a nudge. Keep things moving. Um, I can guarantee if everyone's plotting, the day starts to plot and you get over it eventually. Yep. Even though you're having out there shooting fun, eventually you you know you've had enough. Um, sit around waiting for people no um and so a lot of the events you manage yourself managing in regards to lunch or feeding yourself and stuff like that there isn't necessarily going to be a whistle that goes off and it's lunchtime for everybody um you know so just snack through the day basically from a food point of view suck down some water keep snacks keep your blood glucose levels under control and all that and you have a good day Eating eating's one of the biggest things I've talked about before, but having a it's weird having a plan for your water and snacking and sticking to it is that like shooting two days. I'd shoot one day and I'd be cooked after say Tirada's a twelve stage shoot, so ten stages I'd be losing it right mentally, um, concentration wise and and interest, and then but having a sort of a plan on your snacks and your water. Now I can do day one and day two and feel fine. Feel ready. Yeah. I could do another day if that makes sense. But, but literally each stage finished. All right, neck this much water. And then every two stages. Okay. I'm going to have a, like a beer stick or a muesli bar or an apple. 
um, something that's sort of not a, not a lot of hassle, but high energy and also nuts and nothing too greasy, you know. And yeah, just and because you're not really getting a proper like you have barbecue at the end of the day, but that could be four or five o'clock. So, mm. um, and my last. <clears throat> at 6am when I woke up. So Although, full credit to the guys who I have seen occasionally bring like a gas cooker up and hit the billy and really get going. I'm like, okay, cool. I mean, it's probably not a bad argument if you wanted to for something like some hot water and something like one of the Radix meals or a, whatever you want, but, you know. I mean, a cup of noodles would be good. A cup of noodles, yeah. A cup of noodles would be excellent if you could be bothered. Yeah. Cold, uh, cold day out, and uh, you know that's another good conversation right up the front. Hey, I'm going to take a gas cooker up. Someone want to carry an extra liter of water as a swappy? Yeah. So you know that suddenly you yeah it'd be hmm. yeah it's pretty easy to uh, forget to eat if you're uh, especially if you turn up and it's your first couple of matches you get all excited and you're talking to everyone and and watching what's going on. Pretty easy to get halfway through the day and realise you haven't eaten anything. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I, I still do it all the time. I'll be busy again doing videoing and whatever else, and then yeah, get to halfway through the day and realise that I'm a being a grumpy dick because yep. I haven't eaten anything and I'm getting a bit hangry. Oh man, I'm still learning. I guess it reminds me of little kids about the the hanger factor. You know, tired and hangry. It's just like okay, hang on, hang on. Before I go off, yeah, let's let's get some food into everybody. Um, I've I've got a weakness for M's power bars. I think it is it's again just all one square meals, those sort of things. Yeah, they're just nutrient or just energy dense, and uh, but not necessarily um, piles of chocolate bars or you know one point five liter of Coke or stuff like that because sugar only works so long. Um, Pro tip: uh, the uh, bumper bars are nicer and easier to eat than one square square meal bars. I'm not big on the one square. They actually, I can taste the chemicals. Right, a bit dry. Yeah, I don't know what. It, uh, yeah, they're um, used to like them, but yeah, uh, but yeah. Anyway. yeah the, the bumper bars are much easier to eat. There, um, you can just power them down. Excellent. Um, so as we're finishing, actually, sorry, isn't it just a something thing? It's something I've never thought about because I don't, I don't smoke. Non-smoking events, like I've never even thought about. It. I don't. Yeah, I don't. No. If you're a smoker, do not throw your butt out because you're on somebody's farm or private property. Yeah. And if you want to piss off a landowner, make him go through and find uh, cigarette butts in his field. That's a surefire. I would imagine a surefire way to piss off any anybody who's been nice enough to let us use their land. So please, anything you're taking onto a property, you need to take out. Yeah. 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 Doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. So yeah, cigarette butts, rubbish. Don't I know? I, yeah, rubbish. We, you know, um, brass is another one. Most people pick up all their brass anyway. It's obvious, but please <laughs> just try and get rid of it. If guys are reloading, they're going to want their stuff anyway. If not, just make sure. Just take everything with you. It should look yeah. like you went there, I guess. Sort of. Uh, yeah. Kick weeds out if you see those. You know, pull out. Yeah. We'll um, at uh, matches down here. Um, either probably not so much at Sparrowhawk at the moment because any pests are usually uh, not. Uh, we, we're usually told not to uh, aim at any any pests on, on range. But uh, every now every now and again, you might be mid shooting, come off target, <laughs> or <laughs> if um, if there's any pigs on target and in the in the uh, range, you will usually be instructed to shoot said pig instead of right. uh, your target. 
magpies are another one where yeah on the flip side, if a cow walks in the way or the sheep walk in the way, they'll normally instruct this at the beginning. If there's stock around, normally they've got the stock out of the area, so it's not a concern. But if yep. there is stock around, yeah, on the flip side, don't shoot the, the landowners. At Sparrow, there's a lot of pests in the, um, in the yep. middle of the match, deer running through and wallabies and whatever else. And, yeah, no, no soft targets unless instructed otherwise. Unless instructed, yeah. Just respect the instructions of the match director and, and the owner of the property if they're there as well. What they want is goes. Yeah, uh, Carl's just pointed out that their event is uh, non-smoking because of fire risk. So, again, if you're in the middle of summer and stuff, maybe the match director will point out, hey, just smoke down here at the shed. Don't smoke up on the hills. And if they do, don't. At know, the so. um, beginning of one of the previous matches that I recently shot, um, one of the guys got a special award at the end of the day for shooting a pig, um, as per instructed from the farmer as we were driving up the road. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> we're driving up the road and he'd come out running out, come here, come here, come here, come shoot this fucking pig. <laughs> Took the pig I, down and got a prize. We have um, we have had an event where we were, were shooting and the, the cows were to getting closer and closer to the targets. Everyone's like, nah, don't want to do it. And eventually the landowner who was shooting at one of the squads came up and said, that's right, I'll shoot and put one down there and scared them away and we're back. But it's like, yeah, full. His, his call, it's, he can do what he wants. But yeah, so, so that was all good. Um, yeah, but I mean, during the day... Hey, help out if you can help out. You know, maybe it's picking up brass. Maybe it's I. I will. I and I don't think everyone necessarily needs to do this, but I will ha- happily walk forward if a guy is trying to sort himself out of a net or out of a weird position or out of weird stuff like that, and offer to take his gun off him, yep. so that they can untangle themselves from whatever oddball position they have got into. Um, you know, so that's but that's that's me. I'm comfortable doing. That's what I do. I'm comfortable handling firearms in that sort of situation. Um, but yeah, just offer to help. Maybe you can collect the brass while they're getting themselves sorted. You know, be aware you're not walking in front of the the muzzle or stuff like that. <laughs> or the um, Make sure. What's you that? Sorry. Walk in front of a spotter. Yeah, walk in front of a spotter is another good one. Go stand in front of the spotter with your binos. Um, but yeah, just generally help and, and help everything today. Ask questions. If you see anything that's a little bit hokey or dodgy, I think Simon will is Simon from Gillis first to say, you know, encourage everybody to actually call people out and keep everybody honest on it. And if you're uncomfortable doing that, hit up the match director and they will do it as well. Well, they'll discretionary, but they'll generally, you know, keep an eye on as well. Yeah, we've been instructing everyone at matches down here that we're all as responsible as each other. Um, yeah. You've all got firearms licenses, so you're all responsible for everyone else. If you see something going badly, you need to call it out. Otherwise, you're just as responsible as the guy that did it. But that's the thing. And it's un- and this is another good thing. It's like at the beginning of a squad, because often groups of guys will be uncomfortable doing that. So at the beginning, it's like when I was when I would work as a range officer or anything, it's like at the beginning, it's like, right, today my job is to be the little mini Hitler. Afterwards, we'll shake hands and be best of mates. But Fair, fair call. Anybody see me doing something stupid, you call me out. I see anything you doing stupid, I'll call you out. Good? We all good. Yes. Okay, cool. Sweet. Say it up front, you know, and then it's then it's all good. And it's normally just a gentle reminder. If you just if someone's muzzle is floating where it shouldn't be and you yell out muzzle, they'll figure it out very quickly. And that that will be it. And if, if it happens again, then it's oi, muzzle again. And about the third time it's somebody needs to do something about it. Yeah. So and we'll do something about it. We've been pushing the upping our – we already had a, a good safety um, sort of 
way we're going things, but we've been um, rebuilding on it and reinforcing it quite heavily in the last year and a half. And um, but pushing, as Blair mentioned, I was sort of had to run away. But the um, everyone's responsible for it, so don't just look at it and go, oh, "Well, not my problem." Someone else will deal with that, or, or I don't want to talk to them. Like I get guys, even not at my matches, but at, at Simon's matches, I'll I'll um, have to sort of remind people of stuff to the point they get a bit angry because I've had to remind them four or five times. But there's mm. <laughs> not if, after if, four or five times, it should be you getting angry, not me. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, but people go. Oh, yeah, I know, but it's like, well, why the? Then why are you still doing it? You know what I mean? Yeah. And even in my matches, you know, why why are you still doing that? Um, but I, one thing I've been pushing big is um, for squads to take responsibility for that job. Um, so I, I want to, if I go over and so we've got the um, uh, rule of closing the bolt when in the general direct area around the target, general vicinity, right, right, right. Um. I want the squad. So if I'm standing back and the squad's going, hey, Kerry, close your bolt when on target, you, you know, rather than just w- watching. And I'll see, I'll be watching. So I'll watch Kerry do it. And I'll look at the squad and think, they just watched him do it. Why aren't they reminding him? Um, so I'll tell Kerry and then I'll go to these guys watching, hey, did you see that? Yeah, why didn't you freaking do something about it? And. Mm. Cause, and, and we had certain squads who were very proactive on it. Um, certain Some who got better through the day as they got used to it, and then we had others who were just absolutely useless. Um, and so I, I make note of these squads, and I, I've split certain people up, even if they request to be with each other, and rally, rally, rally. Slowly you build squads for all sorts of reasons. But um, working, working culture change. Yeah, like, but if I come over, right, and you're squatted with Blair, and you 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 make this, um, you 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 do whatever, and Blair calls you out, and I don't have to do anything. Perfect. Yeah, it, it being a minor minor um, thing, of course. Um, and and, and the thing is, we, and, and we would acknowledge and accept it's like a lot of guys aren't used to only closing the bolt when you're on the target because it's not something a lot of hunters do, and you know, I. I I'm not expecting, or people don't walk around in the bush with their bolt open. They, they no. you know, just that's not a state. It's not even a prescribed state of readiness. It's not in the states of readiness for the firearms, modern firearms training, anyway. Um, so yeah, it's something specific to these ranges, and it's something that's getting implemented. And these certain safety things that are getting implemented that will just become de facto normal, like going to most established shooting ranges and having a chamber flag in. It's just normal. People kind of know you're going to go to a deer stalker's range now and probably have a chamber flag in the gun when everyone's in front of the guns. Yeah, um, mag, mag out of the gun at all times unless it's yeah. your on the line. Um, that's one I still see uh, around other events around the country that still got mags in their guns. Um, yeah. And no flags. So it's like, it's just, it's just, these are these real little things for when, um, man, which is coming, uh, we get a lot more legislation thrown at how we operate. Um, we've got things in place um to stop us getting shut down, essentially. Yeah, so, and, and it's already the habits and it's already what people do as a standard anyway, so it's no culture shock or, oh, we're going to do all this extra stuff. It's like, no, nah, we're, we're all doing it. That's all right. Yeah, um, yeah, right. exactly. So it's, it's just some people get a bit annoyed like me telling them off for it constantly, but it's just the way it is now. It's um, the world we live in. So, And, and hey, why would you not want to yeah, and it, it, it's it's The world we live in that involves firearm safety. Yeah, dun, dun, dun. well, you know, but like we've had, so we the bolt, the, the closing on the <clears throat> closing the bolt on a live round 
on yep. target, so in the backstop, uh, the correct backstop. Uh, the idea behind that too is so if, if you have a negligent discharge, it is in the backstop because mm. there's no other reason your bolt should be being closed, right? Um, so we had, an, I think we talked about before, we had a negligent discharge, guy come down, close the bolt, finger touch trigger. But because he was looking at his target, the land impact, the round impacted around the target. Yeah. He then told, I've just done an MD, his, his, his squad arrow said, yes, I've seen you. And they, um, he staged EQ'd himself before we could even do it. So um, perfect, right? So we had a problem, uh, a negligent discharge, not accidental, right? They're negligent. But because of this um, previous rule, the round was landed in a safe area. Um, so, and then obviously they did the right things themselves and, and sorted that out. Yeah. And he had stage DQ, like he DQ'd himself. Perfect, right? Um, so th- there is there is methods to the madness on why these things are in place in the North Island, the GPRE and TLRS matches anyway. Yeah. The majority of the North Island matches. Um, it's for a reason. We're not just being dicks. Um, so, so. <laughs> yeah. We're just being dicks. Um, <laughs> I put I shared that video recently, which is like, and it's it's just me now. I watch videos of people shooting, particularly Kalen Wojcik, and just see his safety manipulation on a freaking bolt action rifle while yeah. shooting from stage to stage yeah. under time that any of us could shoot better than any of us can shoot, and he's using his safety. Yeah. And I've I've said to him before, I'm like, that's that's standard. And he's like, yeah, no, that they, they, they just run safeties over there as well. It's expected to be on safe. So. Um, it's not something we do here. No hesitation, like yeah, running the running the bolt on back and forward and clicking the safety on and off. He, he wasn't even thinking about it. It just happened. No. It may it may there was no time involved at all yeah. in him doing it. And and I encourage people to go have a serious look at that and then go, <clears throat> how is that really slowing us down, or is it just something we've gotten into the habit of? And I'm not I'm just I'm not telling. I hell I. I'm trying to retrain myself to that standard as well, which means I've more than once recently, you know, pressed the trigger on a, you know, and that's a good way to find out you've got to flinch. That's the other thing. But so, yeah, I'm in awe of, of that from a handling perspective as well. And it's it's just another layer of, I mean, before we go down the safety's fail, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's another layer of. It's all still how many um, How many rifles can you actually cycle the bolt with safety on? No, there's a lot you can't. Yeah, yeah. Depends depends on the safety of a safety. Some have two stages safeties where if a safety's on, you can't how, cycle. How is, you can put it on the first stage and cycle the bolt. Yeah. Other than that, most other safeties will lock the bolt, won't they? Yeah, or they won't engage while the bolt's yeah. to the rear. Yeah. And rear. Yeah. <clears throat> so, hey, applicable to set up and everything like that. So, but that's, yeah, it's pretty sweet. So, um, so that done to the end of the day, take take all your crap out with you, get back. If there's an after event, you know, again, especially if there's going to be a score, uh, a prize giving or scoring or something like that, get sorted, get down, get your gear out, suck some water down, get your head over there. Good, good after social side of things. Practice your speech. Um, practice your speech, yep. Um, try and look gracious. Well, I haven't, I've never had to give a speech. I'm not a championship winner like you, Blair. <laughs> <laughs> he's just telling people about the cakes is what he's doing he's normally just you know just going on about the rest the speech was about, here's the cake yeah yeah taking credit for that 
Um, I don't know. Is there any more? I'm trying to think of after event tips. Don't drink too much and drive. I don't. It's yeah. I don't. You know. Social norms. Put the guns don't, away before don't be you start. Don't be shy. Drinking. Eat all the food because if not, we just throw it away. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Valid. Yeah. Um, I don't really want to be stuck with like an extra forty cooked sausages. <laughs> so I just throw them over the bank and the pigs will eat them. Or something, you know. <laughs> um, sorry, Carl, Carl Ramus. Carl, you're North Island, South Island. Blair, do we know Nelson. Carl? He's from Nelson. Okay. Nelson. Okay. Do we add him to the is he putting events on? Is the, uh, yeah, the, I just I just seen it uh yesterday or today. Um he is from Peak View Range, I think it is called in Nelson, and they've been starting to do some events. Um, oh. Carl, get get in touch, flick us some messages, say hello. Yes, there's plenty of resources somewhere that we someone can help and get involved, man. So, um, yeah, just say hello, basically, and we'll get you in the network. Yeah, but um, if he's using the, the the PRS Australia rules, he's probably not far off anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just just um, flick us flick any one of us a message and. Yep, so uh, what else we got? Day shooting? Yeah. Pretty good. Um, just backing up a little bit, you were talking about how to get hold of um, people for um, entering events. Jesus, um, way back, Blair. It is, it is. I just thought that um, yeah, Graham talked about how he... It's like necromancery here going. So. And, um, anyway, yep. Um, like the Alpine Long Range shoot, um, the Sparrowhawk shoots, and the Section 22 shoots. Um, and I think it's probably all for the South Island. Uh, we'll, we'll send out entries via email. Mm. Um, so get on the email list. Um, if, you, if you've missed one out, just um, email any of the match directors, um, get on the email list, and you'll get an entry sent to you. Um, you still got to be pretty quick um, to get some of the entries in. They're still filling up. They're not filling up within hours like um, Graham's is, but um, seconds. <laughs> you may be a match winner, but our events sell out in seconds. <laughs> they, um, the, the, the Mountain Challenge in Wanaka, it will sell out within a day probably, yeah. um, but there's also people dropping out, um, so yes. you, you, can usually, you can usually get a spot. Um, and because it's a team event, um, there's quite often um, teammates dropping out, so if you get on there, you can usually get a spot with someone else looking for one. Um, but, but what if I only have a fax machine, Blair? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah fax me six double eight oh nine four nine. We can. We can yeah. <laughs> I guarantee, if they have a fax machine, they they shoot three oh eight as well. <laughs> three, and, they, three. and they think it's still just as good. I think they'll be thirty oh six. That's just spicy three oh eight. Well, like heavy recalling three oh eight. It's all the yeah. And this yeah. is game. I'm not talking about hunting, calm down. Oh, Get on the email lists for the uh, matches down here and you'll you'll get you'll get a decent bit of notice. Um like you've uh, hopefully everyone's seen the um the poster with all the um dates on it. So there's there's a fair bit of notice for everyone and all the match directors are trying to keep roughly within their sort of time frame of what they're gonna be doing next year as well. So it shouldn't shouldn't be too far away for that <coughs> next year as well. Yeah. 
Yeah. So we we normally again topic familiar, but I don't just like put an event up at seven and be like, bam, here you go, is entries to this Surprise! event. Yeah, like <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll put several things up in the month leading and yeah. the week leading up. I'll put half a dozen things, and then in the day leading up, I'll put something, and then normally um, it'll Kerry will put something up about it for me and. Jeff will on the gun rack and GPRE will put his own post up about reminding people just to <clears throat> like it's it's getting to the point where you have to set an alarm um to to get it in there. But um it's just the way it is. For some reason I can't actually anyway. So yeah, so uh Taranaki long range shooting. Yep. TLRS, um Alpine Long Range, Vortex Mountain Challenge, Sparrowhawk. You're on Precision Shooter in theory, looking and watching this. Gillis. I wasn't confused how you was that? Gillis. Simon Gillis practical yeah, Gillis practical events. Uh I was gonna say section twenty two, but there is no Facebook page. There's a group. Make a page, Blair. Frick. Jesus, Blair. But there's a group that you can there's uh, a group. Apply. there is a group. Um and then there is, to be blunt, there's, yeah, which sort of precision shooter at the moment because we haven't done many events falls into, but there's also a few groups around that are kind of trying to aggregate all the event guys as well. But it's kind of all the same stuff anyway. So just go to the main pages because you might as well. It's not yeah, that yes. big a world. Yeah, like there's, there's not a lot of point me advertising on like some random group <coughs> because it's already... On Facebook. Yeah, like the, the same people shooting groups, but for the most part, the same people are in the same shooting groups. So if you share it on 10 things, it's going to be the same thousand people see it regardless. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, I've sort of lost interest in a lot of groups. Why we keep getting new ones, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure, but yeah, there's always new ones popping up. That's yeah, right. do the same thing. It's all good. All right. Um, yeah, all right. So my question I was going to ask uh, as a, um, which Blair is going to apply to you as well, as a match director, great. <clears throat> what is the one thing you really wish people turning up to your events would know and sort before they ever turned up to an event? Oh, people, for the most part, a lot of people know how a lot of it runs now, at least a lot of the competitors. Um, I'd want people to turn up with water. I will have backup water, but I want them to turn up water. I want them to turn up wet weather gear, even in February. I don't care if it's not raining in the Bay of Pliny. This is Taranaki. That's a direct quote, okay? Um, <laughs> I've had guys <laughs> near hypothermic, and I've had to, like, get them. Anyway. Huddle up with them in a sleeping bag? This is in February. Yeah. You know, it's like a, yeah, I know we're in a drought, but not right now. We're not not today. Um, but we're in the we're the in the outdoors, lads, and we're apparently all meant to be outdoors people. So what what, what what's yeah. the basic, um, you know? But as you said earlier, good attitude. Um, be polite to um, my ROs. Be polite to the match directors. If you are a dick, I've had someone tell me to f off before because I was talking to someone behind them while they were shooting. They're not allowed at my matches anymore. Don't tell me. Oh, you were distracted. Shooting a gun's not off pointing, off putting for noise, is it? It's yeah. Like, you're in a shooting event with a muzzle break. I don't care if I'm talking behind you. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, be polite, uh, be helpful to your fellow shooters. Everyone, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, it's fine. Man. Um, 
thank the landowner if he is around, generally is in our ones. Um, he'll generally be competing against you. He'll generally be beating you. Um, but be polite, yeah, and just um, and also thank our the lovely ladies and staff who are uh, not staff. I can't afford to pay them, but the people who help out cook the barbecue. Yeah, you know the girls um, put a lot of time in uh, with that. So say so thanks to them. And other than that, hey, just come and have fun. Don't overthink it, man. It's not we're not going to the moon. We're just um, yeah, shooting some bullets. Although it's a version of rocket science, if you kind of think about it. Well, they're not self-propelled. Yeah, we are pretty smart, aren't we? It's, it's ballistics, man. Spin drift. You know, not yeah. everyone understands Coriolis. Not yeah. everyone does. Yeah, ballistics. I can't even spell Coriolis, so I don't know how it works. <laughs> well, there's, and then what's the pay. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then you know, the, the terminal ballistics is the bullet hits the steel plate. You know, it's real, real intense stuff. It's, um, it's, hey. Don't you know. worry about it. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I'll reinforce that thing as well. Yeah, make sure if you find out the landowner's floating around, do stop and thank him because without access to these properties to do this, there is no shoots. So, All right. I've got one more way you talk about landowners. <clears throat> do not ask to come and shoot on the landowner's property. <laughs> do not ask to come and hunt on the landowner's property. You will yep. no longer be invited to events. Fair call. Right. We, so we have... We have relationships with landowners that are built up over time. Um, and again, they move all sorts of stock and their timetables to accommodate these shoots. They don't need some random people. And generally, they don't like people from town. I'm just going to throw that out there. These are, these are like backcountry farmers. They don't, townies, they're like, oh, I don't know. But these are like communists. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do I know about these guys? Like, if you turn up wearing Mac Pack, he's going to be like, oh, I don't know about them. No, don't, don't harass them. Don't ask them to come and shoot. It's not. It's like it's like asking for someone's hunting spot. It's it's, it's a bit on the nose. To I yeah. uh, no, it happens. Uh, I'm not, I'm sure it does. Now, uh, yeah. if he goes, hey, you're a cool dude. Do you want to come and shoot some pigs? That's that's his farm. He can invite yep. you. Do not ask me. Um, and so yes, and, unless, unless you're at Sparrowhawk, then just definitely ask Nick and Rit if you can go hunting there because they'll take you out, but they'll charge you. They'll charge you. It's a, <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like, hey, some guys are lucky enough. Like, we we when we have events, we stay up at a hut. They get to come up, stay up at the hut with us, and we might go for a pick hunt at night, not for a match or something. But it's um a select few get a, a few little perks. Um, friends. Actually, that's one thing I was uh yeah it, um not exactly not exactly the select few angle, but I was going to say if there if there's a facility or your ability to go down the night before and camp there. Or stay over, or do stuff like that. Always good, even if you're not shooting. Don't assume you, that means you get to zero a rifle as to what kind of Graham's saying. But you know, I've been to a few things where you get down the night before, particularly if it's a long drive. There's normally good chats to be had around the fire. Um, I've actually found everyone generally gets to bed at a reasonable time because everyone's getting up shooting the next day, so it's not like it's a massive ran tan generally. Um, but yeah, it's just a good opportunity to meet guys who you've probably dealt with online on Facebook, seen in groups, and you'll suddenly make some connections and go, Oh, that's you. Oh, okay, sweet ass, all good, right? And you know, you might so. even get to do some wrestling, yeah. Or you might, man, I am looking wrestling. forward to coming and seeing you in a couple of weeks, Blair. I really, for, yeah, we've got to wrestling. Cake and wrestling, wow. you got to report back to the North Island game. We've obviously got up our game on the um, after a shoot. Entertainment. I think they're going to be shocked. Me and Mark turn up. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, but we like we also <clears throat> we we camping for each event, um, but we yep. usually there'll be a pile of firewood there for you to um, yep. have a have and a again, all, again respect the land. All um, sweet, we but yeah, do do take opportunities. Social event, the social aspect of this stuff is is good. Not only because it's just good social, it's also important for building community. It's a good way to learn. It's a good way to you know, um, yeah, pick the brains of guys. You'll probably find that there'll be people floating around. If somebody is standing by themselves and obviously is just gathering their thoughts because they've had a busy day, give them five. That's cool. And then you know, but that's. You know. or, or they're in, in Hughes and they're just concentrating on the next stage. Oh, they're just in Hughes and he's just, yeah, the missile. But the, but the funny thing was, you know, I didn't speak a lot to Ian until the one day where he came up and started chatting to me at post-match and then it's like, oh, sweet ass, you know. So, um, but no issue. It's just both of us are probably enough, I don't know, introverted enough that we're not necessarily, despite all appearances, you know, running a weekly live Facebook thing that um, we're actually not necessarily the most forthcoming when it, it in social events. So anyway, yeah, I should probably apologise to a lot of people that matches because I'm a bit of a dick in the morning when I'm trying to organise some shit as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, sorry, we're we, we're really yeah, but yeah, actually that that is the flip side of the match director's running around and looking like he's you know needing to get shit done. Well, maybe it's not the best time to be chewing the cut yeah. with him. Right. <laughs> I'm not even just my my matches turning up at other people's matches. And, oh, okay. Well, just general dickness. Yeah, you know, I'm there. just generally a dick. Okay. No, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, that's that's fine. Sorry, everyone. I'm a dick. There's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of admins sorting out six chocolate cakes. Yeah, yeah let's be fair. Yeah. Yeah. And turning up with mountains of gear for people. And, yeah. Alrighty. So, what do we got coming up? We got um, <clears throat> Tokoroa coming up, which I'm going to get. I'm actually going to get down to, and then your ones after that, isn't it, Graham? Yeah, I've asked you this at the beginning of the, the, this as well, it's, wasn't it's it? Third of June, I think. It's the first Saturday in June. Yeah. I looked I immediately when you said your event was coming up. I looked on my calendar, and no, I won't. I won't be on that one. Sorry, but Tokoro, I'll get to. Uh, what's happening down the south at the moment? The next match is going to be fifteenth, um, sixteenth of May in Omaru. Oh yes. Apparently, some uh, rednecks are coming down to to join us. Mm. It's assuming Not they get through like customs. Yeah, they've got to get through customs first. Yeah. yeah. You can't, you can't call Ian a redneck. Zones too. You gotta go through Coriolis time zones. Yeah, I'll be right. I'll just set my app to local weather and I'll go for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't call Ian a redneck. Well, I suppose well you could. I don't know if it'd help much, but yeah. No, it's good. There's a few few north. Is he is he driving down again? He drives Probably. everywhere, doesn't he? Yeah, he drives everywhere. Probably. Yeah. Well, it'll be a work trip, so he'll be right. Yeah. <laughs> It's all yeah, yeah. yeah. Tax deductible business trip. Oh, I'm not saying that. I'm just it's just they're good. It's a good long drive. That's all. It's it's yeah. yeah. We're we're uh flying down on the Friday morning and then rent <clears throat> we've got a well, Mark's Mark organized a, a rental car for you. Yeah, this is gonna be the bloody Take photos. Yeah, no, it's supposedly a new truck and an Airbnb and stuff, so we should drive. We'll see. I hope, I hope the car's a Nissan Micro or something. <laughs> no, I think it's a it's a, a modern truck, I think, like a, a Ford Ranger or something. Um uh, modern. Well, we have four four game cases. Uh, right. So yeah. you got a bongo wagon. <laughs> that'll fit the guns. Yeah, well, that's true. And you're sleeping in the back of a 
<laughs> the Oasis Hotel in Omaru. Yeah. Fantastic. All right, lads. Uh, so thank you very much. Thank you, everyone who has tuned in. Um, look, man, I guess the big takeaway is if you're not sure, ask uh, whether it's on this page or one of <laughs> or, uh, Graham's fantastic Facebook group that he started. Um, or have, you know, or hit us up. There's plenty of guys who are happy, happy to share that information out there in one way or the other. So um, yeah, thank you very much. Thanks to the guys listening live. Thanks, guys, on Facebook. Thanks, guys, listening on to the podcast as well. Um, yeah, anything else, lads? We're good? Beautiful. All right. Thank you very much. And, uh, see you next time. Thanks for listening to the show. Please, if you enjoyed it, make sure you're subscribed either by your podcast app of choice or by heading on to precisionshooter.co.nz and subscribing. Even better, if you want, you can support us directly by joining up, which also gets you access to all the articles and members-only content not only on Precision Shooter, but also the bloke.co.nz. Thanks again for listening in, and uh, until next time, have a good one.